I can't deliver the mandate. Liz Truss announcing her exit as Prime Minister of Great Britain. Only last month, Queen Elizabeth met Liz shortly before her death. But Truss's economic policies failed quickly, possibly the shortest-serving PM in British history. the pound down and mortgage rates up, the United Kingdom is struggling economically. The Bank of England had to dive in to buy bonds to quell a plummeting market. Other countries are worried as well, and this always makes a politician nervous. I'm sure Canada is thankful they don't have elections coming this fall, but the midterm elections are almost here for the United States, even as interest rates and high gas prices climb. Jesus said, those who hear his words and put them into practice are like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Storms will come, but the house won't fall. Oh, to put our trust in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Nobody Wins Alone. And as we open the program, I need to offer an apology. All week, we've been offering the DVD of a new movie on the life of Kurt Warner called American Underdog. There was only one problem. People who tried to order online and make their gift got an out-of-stock message. And it wasn't really out of stock. You see, the person who normally looks after this just had her first child. And another person who helps is on vacation. But the problem is now fixed. Kurt Warner had one God in his life. And his God was football. And it was only after he gave up his idol and made his way to the cross and found Jesus and was stocking supermarket shelves to feed his family, only then did Kurt Warner become an NFL player, a two-time MVP, and a winning Super Bowl quarterback. We really do have a story on DVD in our warehouse, and we have it for your gift to Haven Today. And you can even go online after the program and get it at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And of course, you can call us, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And thank you so very much for understanding. In a moment, we're going to hear another underdog story, the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. He had no family, and he was far from home. But God still reached out to him with the story of Jesus, and his life changed forever. But first, let's open this haven today with Rend Collective. You are a refuge. You have no borders. When I was a stranger knocking at your door, you took me in with no questions. And no conditions When I was a sinner Running from your grace You called me friend You called me friend There are no Oh, 
of that song and you can understand the title No Outsiders Ren Collective here on Haven Today and a program called Nobody Wins Alone Well, we've come to another Friday This week we've been in a series that we started called Nobody Wins Alone and that's a hard thing for us to hear nowadays, isn't it? After all, the world around us is focused on being individuals You do you, and I'll do me That's kind of a saying we hear. Growing up in Seminole, Oklahoma, the last half of my childhood, I'm not sure I ever heard such a strange saying, but everyone seems to be using it now. And if you really think about it, we modern people have a very specific problem. We think we're better than we really are. And I don't just mean morally speaking. I mean that we think we can handle things on our own, everything, all by our little old selves. I know I have that tendency, and you might as well. And that's why it's so important for you and me to remember that nobody wins alone. We all need others, 
But most important, we need the Lord. And we've been hearing about Kurt Warner's story this week. And if you were interested in sports at all at the turn of the millennium, you knew his name. Quarterback of the St. Louis Rams, Super Bowl champ, the greatest show on turf. But it wasn't always that way. He played college football at the University of Northern Iowa. Not exactly one of the blue bloods of the sport. And then he was out of football for a number of years, stocking shelves at a grocery store. To call him an underdog might be an understatement. But Kurt Warner is still, even today, very open and honest about his struggles. He still talks about how his faith in Christ sustained him during the tough years and was making him ready for an even bigger, greater platform. I realized that there was a reason that the Lord brought me along the way he did. He knew that uh, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for this. You know, I wasn't focused on what was really important in life. I would have been happy to throw touchdown passes and make a lot of money and do those types of things, but I would have been happy to do that for me. Now when I go out and step on this field and can throw some touchdown passes and can win football games, all I think about is how I can build that platform and use what I do on this football field to glorify and praise my Lord and Savior. This is Haven Today. That's Kurt Warner sharing about his faith in Christ at a Billy Graham crusade. If you've been with us and listening to the program this week, you know we've been talking about underdogs. Not just any underdogs, but we've also been talking about underdogs found in the Bible. The people God used, even though they seemed poor or weak. And in our few minutes together, I want to go to one of my favorite parts of Scripture, Acts chapter 8. Let me pick up the story in verse 26. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had an angel tell me to go to a certain road so that I could meet a certain man who was a God-fearer but didn't yet know Jesus. But these were different times, and God was doing amazing, even miraculous things. And he still is, of course. The Lord's power and goodness never change. But back in those early days, he was sending his people all over the place as the church began to grow. Remember how Acts says that these early Christians turned the world upside down? It's because of things like this. Philip, a Jewish man, one of the first deacons, met a eunuch from Ethiopia. He was an important man, too in charge of the treasury of the queen of Ethiopia. We know that people with money have a lot of power and influence nowadays, and it was certainly the same back then. Money talks. But his high government position didn't mean he wasn't an underdog, especially in the eyes of a first-century Jewish person. 
eunuchs were not exactly kosher. As we'll see in a minute, they weren't allowed to enter into the temple. And the fact that he was an Ethiopian means that he was a Gentile. That means an outsider. But he was reading Isaiah on his chariot on the way home. Clearly, the Lord was doing something in his heart. So let's get back to the story. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch asked Philip, who had just showed up, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? And that's when Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. I've had many opportunities to share the gospel with others in my life, but I don't know that I've ever had an experience quite like this. Maybe you have. I know of one friend of mine who was blindsided by an opportunity about 10 years ago. He was in his upper teens working in a fast food restaurant, and there he stood in the kitchen cleaning up after the lunch rush. The manager knew that my friend was a believer and asked him a very unexpected question. He shared that he had been reading the Bible for the very first time, and he was a little bit confused. In Leviticus, I can understand that. He wanted to know if people with tattoos could even be saved. You know, there's a term for such an encounter, a softball. My friend had a softball thrown to him, and all he could do was stand there and swing away. The manager of the restaurant heard the good news of Jesus Christ that afternoon as they cleaned up after lunch. And 2,000 years ago, something equally as unexpected happened. This Ethiopian eunuch, someone far away from the people of God, spiritually, ethnically, geographically, but he was brought close. The Lord called him, and he sent Philip to get him, and to get the underdog, the one no one would have expected. And what happened next? As they traveled along the road, they came upon some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Now, the eunuch could not have had a physical family. That's probably why he was turned into a eunuch in the first place. If he didn't have descendants, then he wouldn't be tempted to steal money from his queen and give it away. At least that's how people thought back then. So he was, in a way, all alone. But now he was included in the family of God. Now, I can't think of many more beautiful stories in all the Bible. Acts chapter 8 really shows us the heart of our Lord, doesn't it? He didn't come for the righteous. He came for sinners, which is all of us. And he lifts us up and he declares us righteous. And then he begins the work of cleansing us far more than you or I deserve. I'm reminded of one of the most powerful sermons I've ever heard. 
I've heard quite a few in my lifetime, but this one really stuck. Years ago in Chicago, I know that doesn't narrow it down very much. The Windy City is a large place after all, but there was a pastor in a Chicago suburb, south side, large church. There I was on a Sunday morning. I can't tell you what the date was or what time the service even started, but I can tell you this. I was glued to what this man of God was saying that day. The pastor shared his personal story. It was a story full of sin and sadness. At one time, years before, he had been an alcoholic. Strong drink ran his life from the time he woke up in the morning to the time he passed out at night. Alcohol was his master, his idol, if I can use that term. So he talked about that. And he also talked about those who were not allowed to come in to the temple in Jerusalem. The eunuch in Acts chapter 8 was one of the people who would not have been allowed to go into the temple, according to Deuteronomy 23. And then this pastor talked about his own alcoholism and how he wasn't worthy to be invited in. He was a sinner, an addict, a person filled with shame. But then he turned to the 56th chapter of Isaiah and he read these words from the Lord. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, to them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. This believing eunuch was brought in. He was given a memorial in the greater temple of God the church of Jesus Christ. This man who wasn't allowed to watch the sacrifices in the Jerusalem temple in the first century was washed with the blood of the lamb. And this pastor that I heard preach that Sunday tied it to his own experience. Jesus got hold of him too and saved him and washed him. Underdogs, the one we are tempted to write off. Because that's what our Lord does. He comes for the needy and the downtrodden, the sinners, and all us underdogs can come to him. And we can know that we will find more grace and more mercy than we can possibly ever imagine. Come ye sinners, poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore Jesus ready stands to save you full of pity love and power I will rise and go to Jesus he'll embrace me I will rise and go to 
Travis Cottrell, joined by Kristen Getty. Come, ye sinners. On a haven today, nobody wins alone. All week we've been talking about the underdog stories in light of the story of Kurt Warner. Now, today he's known as a Hall of Famer and, of course, a Super Bowl champ. But there was that time when football, football was his idol. And he had to choose between football, and faith. As long as I have a ball in my hand, I feel alive. Kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work? The NFL's not going to draft some dude from the 1AA school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. You got the whole package, kid. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm with the Rams. All those years gave you something others didn't have. Made you ready for this moment. I gotta give the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior up above. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Some scenes from the American Underdog movie on the life of a Christian football player, Kurt Warner. 
I want to send you a copy of this DVD for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. Kurt's story is filled with faith, family, yes, and even football. He was a true underdog who learned to put Christ first. And then the Lord surprised him with an unbelievable platform to praise his God. So whether you like football or not, this compelling and heartwarming story will remind you how our purpose in life is to glorify God in all we do and honor our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to send you the American Underdog DVD for your gift of support to Haven today. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online, watch the trailer, watch the excerpt from the movie, and then you can even make your gift when you visit haventoday.org. Don't worry, the internet's working now. We apologize for it not working. Haventoday.org. And don't forget, we still have the Red Sea rules for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next week when again we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The other side of the world, it's a place of mystery, at least for most of us. How do the people there live? What language do they speak? What do they eat? How do they see the world? Most of us will never find out, but the apostles found out. Right before the resurrected Jesus ascended to heaven, he said this to his chosen messengers, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that's exactly what happened in the book of Acts. These people went all over the world with the gospel message. The good news has even come to us. Do you believe? Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit getanchor.com.